Hey everybody, you're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele, brought to you by ironcompany.com. Today we're discussing ab exercises, isolation exercises like crunches and knee raises. Is that truly the best way to sculpt the abs, or should we seek a more non-direct approach for the same or better results? Uh, got a couple of coaches here. They're going to discuss it and let us in on some uh, secrets and uh, yeah. some techniques and tactics and different things that they, they've used in the past. Some, some secret tips. Yeah. That's right. So what do you think about that, guys? I mean, do we need to be doing all the ab exercises and, and the crunches and the, no. the uh, weight stack machines? And No, no. We know that. I mean, come on. Uh <clears throat> Jim, how long ago was it when every bodybuilder started off every workout with what? A minimum 15 minutes of abs, right? Thousands of reps. I mean, if you look at, you read some of those old muscle magazines, Strength and Health and Muscle Builder and all that. It was Zabo, Kowalski. Uh, yep, and, uh, Zabo, yep. And it was Frank Zane. It was all that group, Draper, all those guys. They did tons of Roman chairs. Like for time, <sighs> they would do it for time, Marty. They would do <sighs> I know. Uh, Roman, you know, I got to tell you, I think Roman chair is the most gruesome ab exercise I have ever done. Have you ever done anything more difficult than that? I mean, bending over backwards like that. I kind of like, I kind of like it as an exercise. Yeah. I had uh, a boxing trainer named the Wiz. It was great, man. Old, old black guy who was a Marine and he was a pimp and he was a garbage collector and he was a boxer. And I love this guy, can we get him on the show? Uh, he's not around <laughs> yeah, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> love the Wiz. But anyway, he used to say, Jim, get in here and do your Romans. We got to yes. do our Romans. Yes. So we yes. would do those. And after I had back surgery, I was like, Wiz, I ain't doing no damn Romans. Yeah. Like back is going to fall off. <laughs> and then he would take a, like a 10-pound a medicine ball, and you would just stand there, stand with your arms out, uh, and he'd put you as hard as he can in, it, uh, in, in your belly with it. So it was a good ab workout. But, yeah, Romans, man. Yep. 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 Matt, you don't even see – yeah, I haven't seen a Roman chair device in, God, what, three years. Yeah. You know, I think if somebody has a real flexible spine or whatever, it's okay, I think. I, I like the – I don't want to get too far off more, yeah, but I like the idea of, 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 of bending backwards. I don't think that, that, that power athletes get enough of that. You're, mm. you're going to bend that, – That would right. screw my back right up. I don't know. Back in the day, it wouldn't have probably, but – I don't know, man. I'd, anyway, I'd so, anyway so, so here, here's the deal is, is for decades uh, – Athletes, bodybuilders, fitness people labored under the misconception that by doing intensive and extensive ab work, you reduce the fat that was atop the abs, obscuring them from view. Right. Spot reduction, right? right. And you know the, this myth of spot reduction that if you just keep working on top, you work the muscle underneath and the fat on top dissolves. And it's just um, no, that's not the way it works. The the, the abs are fat depots, that's for sure. But the body decides what fat depots it burns first. You don't get the you don't get to say. The body determines what fat. If you if first off, you've got to be in a situation where you're uh, <clears throat> you're 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 burning more than you're taking in, right? And you've got your metabolic conditions. Your prerequisites have to be correct, which is really a matter of cardio and nutrition, right, Jim? Right. So these guys were all under the, the, the myth that 
man, work the hell out of the abs and we're going to melt the fat. We're going to get a ripped waistline. And uh, I think Zane, I had heard that Zane was doing a thousand reps before he would start a workout. Yeah, a thousand reps of abs. Yeah. Uh, and they were doing, let's see, for the frontal abs, you do the crunch, right, or the sit up. For the uh, lower abs, you do the leg up, the frog up, the leg raise, right? The knee ups, anything pulling toward you. Uh, for the serratus and intercostals, which was kind of a subtle one up and around the armpit, the guys would do the kneel down and do the twisting down with the cables. Yep. Right, you had the cables behind you, and you twist down to the right, and twist down to the left. And that was supposed to give you the cut, you know, the, the diamond like intercostals and the, the ripped up and around the serratus and the pecs, the lower pecs are crispy, you know, and that's what was going to do that. Uh, what else? So obliques, remember obliques, you do the, twi the twists. Yes, broomstick oh twists. What, broomstick a, twist. what a waste of damn time. I used to do those. I mean, we have That's what screwed your back up, buddy. Well, thousands of reps of the twist. Great torque or anything. But well, I'm telling you, it's the reps you do. Th you know, if you do the thousands of reps, that's what wears the parts. I was man. trying to get those handles off, man. I was yeah, well, you know, it's funny is if people think that so when you're walking out with a squat, think about how hard your obliques are working, right? To, to yeah. keep you balanced, keep you from going from right to left, deadlift also. Or to stay upright when you're in yeah. that bottom position, you got to fight. The deadlift is a reverse sit-up. You uncoil instead of coil. In the yeah. sit-up, you coil forward. In the deadlift, you uncoil backwards. And it's far more intense. It takes a far more ab inroad than sit-ups or please The crunch... Oh my God, comparing deadlifts to crunches or comparing power training to crunches, power clean, anything like that. That's the real core stimulus. Not all well, these, no dink, these little dinky exercises, right? Uh, They're also if feet and precise and, you know, it's like, no, dude, you got to get a 400, you want to, you want a, a rocked out set of abs, get a 400 pound deadlift and then get the fat off. Yeah. Marty, Wait, back no. in the... Go ahead. Marty, back in the day, you were squatting over 800 and doing like, yep. what, 700 in the deadlift. How were yep. your abs back then? Well, I don't know. I never saw them. They were covered with fat. <laughs> <laughs> you should have done some uh, side you, twists. You can feel them. <laughs> you can feel them. You can feel them. <laughs> well, Poliquin years ago, he quoted some study, and it was, what exercises give you the best ab activation? And I don't remember the exact, the exact order, but the first ab exercise was planks, and it was like number seven. Deadlifts, overhead squats, back squat, front squat, all that stuff had more ab activation. You worked your abs harder and, and than any, anything you could do. And, and, you know, I think there's importance, importance to make a distinction between ab work for athletes and somebody trying to get stronger and ab work for development. So if an okay. athlete, if we're doing it with an athlete, why would you ever crunch anything? When, do, when in sports are you doing that motion? And when do the abs act at isol, you know, isolated from other things? They're mm -hmm. not. Everything is worked, worked together. So what I would do, this was more of a, you know, we deadlifted, we squat and all that when I trained the athletes. But to cover my ass, I would say, okay, we'll do weighted planks at the end of the workout. Yeah. 
that would be for time. You know, you put a 45 on your back, you do it for a minute, and then your partner yeah. goes, things like that. But we never did a full sit-up. We never did a crunch. We never no. did any of that stuff, you know. No. I was figuring, man, how much abs are we actually going to do? I'm squatting, I'm deadlifting, we're front yeah. squatting, and then we're finishing with planks. You know, we did some straight arm lat pulls. Um, which oh, you know, Mike, you know, it's morning, morning, JP. When you do, <clears throat> if you haven't done tricep push downs in a while, don't your abs get sore? Yeah. Yes, because you're 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 crunched up and you're you know you're no, flexing you know, your your abs as you're doing. You know why? You know why you guys' abs get sore in the tricep pushdown? I'll tell you why. Because you cheat. You give a heave at the start and you get a little jerk, right? A little jolt at the start. Well, that's like a little mini crunch. So you got a little weighted mini crunch going. No, I See, I, I, I don't do that. Jim, I, Jim I, you I, just no. outed us. Yeah, it's, yeah, statically, right. it's statically contracting them so hard. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. That too. So anyway, so, the, so and then if you're going for development, so when I did those bodybuilding shows, I would do 50 crunches every night. I would pause at the top, yeah, yeah. slow on the way down. But yeah. I wasn't thinking, oh, this is getting my abs stronger. I thought it would bring out some development. That's why I did it, you know. And also, you know how you get when you're doing something like that. You want to make sure that you're not that you're not skipping something. That yeah, and it's something to do to take your right. mind off it while you're sitting in front of the TV. Right. Right. But you know, I don't it's just, it. this, this is like, uh, you know, having a candy bar at night. You know, I'm, I'm actually been doing some, some crunches and things lately, but that's only because I'm not deadlifting or I'm right. doing split squats, but you know, I'm not doing enough to where I'm, I'm really hitting the abs properly. So I'm just throwing in some crunches and things like that. So oh, you get a nice you know. little burn if you do enough of them, you know, you get all burned up in the, what, the four inches that they hit. Right. Yeah. But you know what? I was talking with Kurt Kowalski one time, and because it, we had just it, done was it, his... Was it Saturday? No, it was not Saturday. I know better. Um, so we had just done his... Put his uh, video up. It's uh, If you guys want to look at it, go on and type in Kurt Kowalski. Just type in Kurt Kowalski beer, and it'll come right up. So he's in the kitchen there. He's got his shirt off. He's making a metric shake uh, with Coors Light. And he's got the most killer abs. I say, Kirk, what did you do for, did you do anything for abs? He goes, yeah, I squatted and deadlifted. Yeah. And he's got abs that look like slabs of, yeah. of uh, you know, tri-tip or uh, brisket. <laughs> but, but that's because he got the fat off it. Yeah, he got the fat yeah. off, but he built up we so all, much strength and muscle no, in that, But, but, but in we're that all ripped. We're all ripped underneath the fat. We're all ripped. Now, some people might look like concentration camp survivors and be ripped. Other guys might look like Kirk Kowalski and ripped, and everybody else is sort of in between the two extremes. But underneath the fat, everybody's defined. Everybody's, you know, but that's the trick. And, and it's not through exercise. It's through diet and cardio, classically, and weight training. I mean, the weight training helps kick the metabolism up. That's, that's part of it, particularly if you're doing more volume and more moderate uh, intensity and training a lot, that'll help. You know, you bump the metabolism. That's what bodybuilding is about. The way they burn off body fat is they have these continual metabolic bumps all day long. First, they, they took you first off is you clean up your diet. If you don't clean up your diet, you're not a real bodybuilder. So we don't even want to talk to you because the first thing is you got to totally clean up your diet. So you start with that, but then it's how you eat. They take mini meals and the mini meals, protein and fiber, both are hard to digest. So because they're hard to digest, they, they 
but the metabolism of it, the, meta the, meta the digestive system has to gear up, gives you a little metabolic bump. So you're getting a mild nutritional metabolic bump six times a day, right? Jim, you're eating five, six times a day. I always, I always think of it like you're just throwing <laughs> Kindling back on the fire. Just yep. you know, logs. Go out, yep. put, a little, put a little more on there to keep it yep. going, you know? But you don't throw uncured green logs no. or wet logs green. on the fire. They got to be dry hardwood and that's clean fuel. So you got clean fuel, which causes the metabolism to, to accelerate. And then you have cardio. You got to do cardio every day, every day. And the pros do cardio twice a day. Right. Right. And then on top of that, you got a weight train. So you get a lot of bumps every time you weight train. You get a huge metabolic bump. Your metabolism is stimulated for hours after the session. A serious cardio session. If you sweat and you do cardio, your cardio stays elevated for hours after you're done. Yeah. So it all combines. And that's how you lose the body fat. Yeah, that's right. I think even after weight training, I mean, your, your, your metabolism is accelerated for afters after it's, and you're burning at oh, absolutely. a high rate. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and also, right. The more muscle you have on your, on your body, the more your more calories you're going to burn at yeah. rest. Your body works hard to keep that muscle. That's true. And also yeah. you'll, you'll need more clean fuel to maintain what you have. Right. Right. Well, look at Perella. We, and we had him on shoot. He had freaking, uh, Franco Santoriello, what, what was it, 800 carbs a day? And he was getting oh, ripped at 10,000 10, 10, calories. And, right. but he, you know, he's working out and he's doing his cardio and he's doing all that stuff. So he needs it, you know. Yeah, but, uh, you know, that if you're a professional bodybuilder and don't have a job, you know, that helps because then you can devote all day. You're either training or you're napping or you're eating. Yeah. No, I was just saying that's a lot of food. I mean, you, you can eat as long as that food is clean. You know, you're going to burn it up if you're doing everything we're talking about. Oh, they're fanatical. They'll live on, uh, what, brown rice, steamed chicken breast, and steamed broccoli. I mean, I'd, I'd shoot myself in the head after five, after seven days, right? I'd be dead. I'd kill myself. Raw cabbage. Not easy, is it, Jim? <laughs> yeah. I don't have the crunch. I don't know. Broccoli's always, I think, you know, in the, well, this is not a, I don't want to get off on a tangent, but it's the bloating stuff that you want to stay away from when you're on that diet. It makes you feel like crap. Broccoli always made me feel like, I had a big, you know, ball. you know, Jim, you're, you're always talking about sweet potatoes. I started eating sweet potatoes again, man. I love those miracle things. food. It's a miracle food when it comes to the type of carbs you want to choose, man. I love to eat it with, with barbecue. Cause you know, I live, yeah. I live out here in Texas now. So there's barbecue. Uh, keep, you know. ru keep rubbing it in. You got to rub keep it in. Rub it in. But, hey, I live, I'll tell uh, you I what, man. International barbecue place, just 10 minutes from my house. You take a big sweet potato, split that thing open and cram some brisket on there. Yes. About a half pound. Uh, bam. Right, Is stop. that a beautiful lunch? Stop. Now, are, you, are you still doing the sauce or I don't know if Texas barbecue has sauce or not. Yes, it does. It, it does, but and they they always give you a bunch of it, but it's it's got so much sugar in it. I you know. Yeah, we'll pa we'll pass it. We'll pass it over to Marty. He just I'll mail it to you. No, I'm <laughs> telling you, I love that. I love the sweet Texas sauce. It's delicious. Molasses. Yeah. I like the vinegary stuff. I like the sweet stuff. Yeah. That's uh, North Carolina. Is that what that is? Mm, that's the North Carolina style. Is the vinegar based? Nice puppies. So, but you know, again, uh, you could eat brisket six times a day and mm -hmm. get ripped mm -hmm. no question right 
Mm-hmm. Or, or beef rib. I sent you guys a torturous picture. It's food porn with beef, perfect yeah, beef yeah, rib. Really into that. As, <laughs> as long as you're not mixing it with the wrong type of carbs, right? We, yeah, you because can. the brisket's got the fat in it. You, so you can't have you can't have the starch, right? If you have the fat, you can't have the starch. If you don't eat the fat, you can have the starch. You can have your rice and potatoes with lean protein. So right. But are the choice. sweet potatoes? Low enough on the starch on the glycemic index to, uh, if, to be able to mix with that. If your if your metabolism is in shape, remember, <laughs> your in your ins- well. I'm saying if your insulin receptor sites are cleaned out and and, and pure, your body can can uh, yeah. process a certain amount of I knew there had to of be starch. If the body can process a certain amount of starch generated insulin. Because your receptors are in good shape and they go, oh, yeah, we can handle that. It's only when you continually overwhelm the body. Yeah. And then Plus, it's a, you know, insulin, 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 insulin. There can be no fat burning if there's insulin present in the bloodstream. Yeah, if you're eating, uh, boom. You know, a sweet potato, a medium sweet potato only has about 30 grams of carbs. And that's probably, I don't know how much fiber, but you subtract the fiber from that. And that's the, the really the effect that's going to have on your on your insulin it's not much yeah, yeah. so I, you could slip in a sweet potato in a ketogenic diet which would probably be a very smart thing to do after a after a tough workout right after, well, i was looking or before i was looking at my notes the other day of when i dieted at some point and uh i was still in ketosis right on the edge that's what rich always wanted me right on the edge and i had already had three sweet potatoes that morning why don't you talk to the folks about what ketosis is and how you attain it? Well, it's where your where your body makes the metabolic shift from burning glycogen for fuel to burning fat for fuel. And how do you know? And how do you know when that happens? Well, I use keto sticks now. Everybody's saying you know they're doing bloods and all that stuff. Well, I wasn't going to do my blood, and it really wasn't around back then. So, so I would just get the keto sticks. You do it in your urine, and you you look at the the darker the color, the deeper in ketosis you are. You know, a lot of people quit on the ketosis or going into keto because if you've been eating carbs your whole life and all of a sudden you drop them then you're going to have you know they call it the keto flu a lot of it has to do with the uh, electrolyte you're losing and all that stuff but do you uh, have any do you have any tips for folks that want to avoid that yeah i mean you can do it say i'm not a big going into it slowly guy but you could ratchet it down you know you just slowly decrease it so if you've been having 500 a day you know each each week or every 500 grams of carbs a day carbs a day yeah mm-hmm. and you whittle like that down yeah you can whittle it down i mean de pasquale's uh moro de pasquale's thing is under 50 a day um when you're doing the anabolic diet that'll keep you right on the edge of ketosis and do you find you, that true in your case i i tried to go nothing i tried to go nothing because i always figured incidentally i'd get some anyway in my right. vegetables and things and uh so I didn't want to have to worry about counting anything. I, I just I knew if I just ate beef and uh, cabbage, then I'd be you know when I was doing the ketosis thing, then I knew I wasn't going to be you know I knew I was going to be in it. And we have to differentiate that even though he he ate cabbage and cabbage is a carb, uh, fiber doesn't spike insulin. So your no, green, your, so green bean, your green beans, your onions, your broccoli, or the the your salad greens, you can eat those. And it's it's insulin neutral. Yeah, Jim, how uh, long does it take you to get to that edge you're talking about? Man, I think it's pretty individual. You know, I was 
I was almost relieved to do the ketogenic because I was doing the zone diet with uh, Barry Sears. The, uh, Dr. Sears came out with it and it wasn't enough food for me. And, but he did allow some carbs, you know? And so when I, I was starving and when I found the deep Pasquale diet with the more fat, that's when I could make that switch. And I was a lot more comfortable. Once you make the switch to ketosis, you feel amazing. You, you, you're, you're uh, satisfied, you know, after you eat a steak, man, you're satisfied. Man, can, can I stop, stop you? Because I just, just I think this is important. So from, from the time you're able to successfully go no carb to the point where you're actually registering on the keto stick, is that a matter of 10 days or two weeks or how, how long yeah. does that take? From the well, I think it depends on how, how carb dependent you were before. Well, let's say you're pretty damn carb dependent. Yeah, I would say, uh, geez, I don't know, I'm just guessing here, a week maybe? Yeah. Week, well, yeah. that's, that's, that's nothing. Yeah. Right? So, and so by just eliminating carbs yeah. for seven days, you're going to see a demonstrable improvement. Let's say you might not, maybe you're not quite there yet, but let's say seven to 10 days. Yeah. And you're going to be in ketosis. That's, that's pretty cool. I thought it was going to be like three weeks. But, so. but Jim... But Jim, like you said, you're taking the, you're remo removing the carbs, but you're upping the fat, right? And that helps you become you're satisfied and you're not starving. You're trading them out. Now, a pure ketosis diet uh, is like 85% fat. You know, the, mm -hmm. the true ketogenic um, for diabetics and thing, or uh, epileptics and things like that. But now for an athlete, you know, you, you need to keep that protein, in my opinion. You need to keep your protein up a little higher. Yeah. So it's not going to be that high of a percentage. You know, you still have to have the protein. And, and you're knocking the hell out of yourself in the weight room. They're not taking that into account when they just talk ketogenic diet. Well, that's great for general population, but right. it's different if when you go into the weight room that you're, you're genuinely traumatizing your body. Yeah. You need fat and protein to recover from that and some carbs, some glycogen replenishing carbs. How yeah. much are you actually upping the protein at this time? Well, if I was weighing 230, I was probably taking in 275, something like that. And then I, even as I lost weight, I wouldn't, you know, I try not to decrease that. How, how much is, are you using supplements? You know what? I wish I had this in the old days because I, I swear the keto flu that everybody talks about, which is, you know, when you're losing, you know, when you make that metabolic switch from glycogen to, to fat. I think a lot of it has to do with your losing your electrolytes. Cause remember how you lo lose that water right away. Right. And so I think you start to feel like crap. Now they have these supplements. I take one. There's two, there's one called liquid IV and there's one called LMNT. I'm not sure what it stands for, but it replaces those that you're losing. It's like the way Gatorade was supposed to be with all, right. all the salt and the potassium and all that stuff before they made it. Uh, so, so the general public would like it. And, and I, it with swear, sugar. Man, I swear that, that'll take you right past that keto flow. Was that like a powder form or? Yeah, and I, yeah. And I still take it because I sweat like a madman. Cassidy yeah. used to love this emergency, which is still around. Emergency, that's what Yeah, I take that. Yeah, yeah and, and, and little packets. Yeah, little packets, little blue packets. And, and Hugh was insistent that that was his, uh, I think that's electrolyte replacement too. That isn't, yeah. So that's anyway, that, that, that's cool. Yeah. Um, you know, now, we're, yeah, keto sticks. Uh, what do you get those online? Just go to see, go to your pharmacy, and they're right there. 
Right. Yeah, you can get them online. Oh, yeah, you can get them online. Yeah. So if you can lock down, if you get serious and you lock down a diet, I mean, you can't, there's no sense using keto sticks if you're eating ice cream and drinking beer. No. <laughs> right. Your vodka would still be in it, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. And again, now, uh, yeah, you could, if you had um, a binge half day, uh, you could you could track it because you'd be in ketosis or, or you know, and then bang, blow you right out of it for what, three to five days before yeah, you so get I, back I, on track? I've done it two ways. I did it the pure ketosis with no, no carb up. And then when I discovered De Pasquale, he allowed you one or two days to wow. eat what you wanted. And so I couldn't do two days because I can put it away. So <laughs> I would just make it a Saturday. I tried a Saturday, Sunday, and I was getting fat doing that. So what I would do was, you know, I still did an hour cardio a day. I still weight trained four or five days a week. Yep. And then Saturday morning, I would eat Krispy Kremes. I would eat freaking yep. cake. I would eat ice yep. cream. Now, I would be full and not want to do, not want to eat again at around 2 o'clock. Right. I could have eaten all day. But, and, and likely made yourself sick. Oh, and I was, couldn't wait to eat bacon the next day. I could right. not wait to right. get back right. on it. Right, you know? right, right. Cause, cause uh, you, then you feel, you know what? I mean, it's so important that people understand that food is medicine and the effect that it has on your body. When you have not been taking it now, I know that's a lot of crap I'm eating, but any variation, any junk, makes you feel awful and you realize, man, I've been feeling awful all this time because this medicine I've been taking in, this food is messing me up. Yep. You know, it's amazing. It's That's, amazing. My, my wife, Stacy, has very narrow guardrails nutritionally. She's just constructed in such a way that for her, if she uh, drinks a glass of wine, it's like you or me going on a three-day bender, right? It's just anything outside this very narrow menu, but if she stays within in these boundaries, it's she's like a Ferrari on racing fuel. She has energy, she's, you know what I mean? And it's that feeling that you're talking about. It's a cleanliness, right? You're running on pure fuel, you have great energy, and as long as you don't do anything to mess it up, you'll stay that way. But when you're in that state, Things that didn't used to be a big deal now will will throw you off for two days yes. if, you, if you do it. It would take me so when I would do the, the anabolic and I would eat on Saturdays. It would Tuesday I'd be back into ketosis. Right. So then I go Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, burning it all up, and I would lose, you know, three to five pounds a week. I went from three twelve, well, it may have been more than that, three twelve to one ninety eight in a year and a half doing that with cheat days. With cheat days. Yeah. Yeah. What's the uh, what's the purpose behind the cheat day? Is it just to give yourself a mental break or does it yeah, actually do something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. felt like uh, it prevented you from losing any muscle that you may have uh, if you stayed keto, keto, you know, in ketones all the time, in ketosis all the time. Okay. And, and it does have a tremendous psychological benefit. Very. Because, because if you're, yeah. and I wouldn't say a cheat day, I would say a cheat half day or a cheat evening, right? A meal and a dessert. Something. Yeah, and, but but what it does is that if you are in hard dieting and it's Thursday, you go, oh, you know, come Friday night, man, I'm having at it, right? It, it gives you a goal to work toward. And then, you know, right. you, ha you, have your, you have your binge. That's what it is. Let's call it what it is. You binge out half the time. Your system's not used to the, junk you're putting in your system because for six and a half days you're being clean yeah 
Now, for half a day or a meal, you're throwing garbage in, and the body will usually, I don't know, you'll have diarrhea, you'll have to feel sick, feel, you know, it's, it's, it, it nauseates you. You know, it's great going That's, down, but I'm talking about the next day. You're like, ah, you know what? I want to get back. Like Jim said, I want to get back on the bacon. Yeah. yeah. Marty, with that, you know, we're always talking about the anabolic burst. Yes. Okay? Is if you're doing an anabolic burst once a week, is that, that an kind actual of, anabolic burst? Well, yes, it's a mini burst. The, the, classic, an, the classic anabolic burst is that the, the, the bodybuilder, six weeks before the show, they go perfect. And there's no cheap meals. There's no nothing. You just stay locked in and, and it's just perfection for six weeks. Then they have the prejudging, they have the show, then whatever their, whatever their, you know, sweet treat or, you know, they want to drink beer, they want to eat cake, they want to, whatever it is. And the infusion of that massive amount of, of, of glycogen swells them up, but there's a point that they can swell to and still maintain the, their, their ripped body fat percentile. Now, if they go stay too long at the fair, they hit spillover. Mm -hmm. And spillover occurs when the body relearns how to make fat again. There's a magical, a magical period where the body is starved. You have to starve it out to create the classic anabolic burst. Mm -hmm. Now, once you're starved out, you can burst. How long? It depends on the person. Um, some guys can do it for 24 hours. Some guys can do it for six days and they keep getting bigger and bigger and swelling and larger and they haven't lost their condition, but then they spill over and boo, everything goes away and they go back to being a fat guy. Yeah. They top out the glycogen stores. After that, you were going to be getting fat. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but that's the classic, classic anabolic burst. And that's what it was based on. Yeah. yeah, Jim, on the on the keto diet that you, that you were doing, um, it seems like if you went two days cheating, it would just throw you too far backwards, I think. So because... It's a personality thing, what I discovered, JP. So my ex-wife, she was doing it for a while, and she could do, I'm just going to have a bagel with a little cream cheese, and then I'll mm -hmm. have lunch and have a, you know, a, a wrap or something. Where I was doing it, if you're going to eat no. creams, you ain't no. going to do that. She no, could do no, we're, we're eating the whole box. Right, so yeah. I... Yeah. And that's, that's the thing, you know, I'm not going to drink, and, you know, so it's like, oh, I'll just have a beer. Well, what? I'm gonna well, she, have, you know, she has, she has great self-control. We're gluttons. Well, yeah. And she was like B or C or D or Z or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, you, know, you know, so anyway. Do, do, do you guys tend yeah. to do that? Like we're talking about yeah. gluttons, but yeah. you know, yeah. I don't eat sugar. I don't eat any bad stuff really. You know, I, I try to keep it pretty tight. I do. But, uh, whenever, my wife brings something home or whatever. It's a box of donuts or whatever. I just power it down and she just stares at me. She goes, you're sick. I go, but that's just, you know what? My, my, my theory is you eat it all at once. Boom, you're done. You jack up your insulin. You get it done. Instead of eating one donut this hour, a couple that's hours great. later, spiking your insulin again and keep... That to me, that a, makes sense, that, right? That, that, it is. It's a fabulous rationalization for gluttony. That's my... Yeah, gluttony, the anabolic burst, right? <laughs> yeah, you just you if you just say to yourself, I'm just bursting here, you can have it. You know, I'm done. Yeah, if you put reasoning behind it, it, you know, it. doesn't weigh on your conscience. No, this is science, honey. <laughs> this is this is past you. <laughs> 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 
you'd never, under, you'd never understand taking oh If I said that to my wife, bursting. I'd, if I said that to my wife, I'd be knocked unconscious. <laughs> well, your wife knows all this stuff. But Marty, when you talk about Stacy's small window of food that she can eat, and yeah, very narrow, very narrow. Clean food. She's right. eating lamb and and vegetables that come from the farm. And even then it's just not all the vegetables, just some of the vegetables. And, and, but she eats like a bodybuilder, often small, light, clean fuel, super clean fuel. And again, if she stays within those boundaries, it's like incredible energy, you know, vibrancy. Was that, was that through trial and error that, that she just discovered that? Has he, it been a long time? It's, it's over the past 20 years. We've been married for okay. 20, 22 years. God bless her, 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 thing has gotten, her thing has gotten narrower and narrower mm -hmm. and narrower as she's gotten older. Mm -hmm. But it's okay uh, because we, she knows what those boundaries are. Uh, okay. I, can't, I can't cook her food anymore. For years, I cooked her food, but now I can't. It's too... Fine too. She's like, I don't know, squash, you know, she's got, yeah, you know, I don't know. All different types of, it's like, it's like a, an organic restaurant, right? Yeah. A, you know, uh, run by hippie people. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's perfect fuel for her. Now, on the other hand, we're like diesel trucks or road graders. You can throw anything down our gullet and we'll move ahead. Mm, right. right. We, we, we have big appetites and it's a much broader type of fuel that we can run on and still, you know, it's not going to knock us down. Uh, but to, to get leaned out, to get serious about getting leaned out, you've got to, you know, all, all the obvious stuff has to go. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I was just wondering because of how many people out there, have issues and they just keep eating the things that bother them. And they can't and they stay within. They, they can't stay within those guardrails. Right, and they wonder why. Man, I feel like, like if somebody's like, I love pasta, man. I when oh, I was trying to gain weight, I was living in South Carolina and they had a drive-through. Uh, I forgot what the name of it. Sort of like a Jimmy John's or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But they would, you would get a bucket of spaghetti oh. and meatball, spaghetti and meatballs and a oh. bucket, and I would buy the bucket and yes. And I would, feel, I would feel so crappy. You know, that's when you start taking all the stimulants just to go to work, you know, to go back to work. You know. Well, i tell you at the height of, I think I've mentioned this before, at the height of our bulk craze, we were making and eating panza lasagna for breakfast. Yeah, yeah. You'd wake up and eat a giant square of lasagna with a, you know, quart of milk. Good morning. Yeah. Be like, <laughs> you know that sounds so good <laughs> i would never do it today though no way well that's when you wait that's when you're 219 and lean and trying to get up to 240 yeah right you know speaking of jim speaking of pasta they got all these alternative pasta ingredients now my daughter just made some uh, pasta that i think it was chickpeas yeah i had cauliflower it tastes like ass I mean, I yeah. Yeah, yeah. let's just say you got to put a lot of sauce on it, but yeah, uh, disguise it. Yeah. So hopefully the, the sauce doesn't have carbs in it. Yeah. 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 I know that. And you know, that's, that's a, a good example of something that you could actually do, but you know, all this other stuff where they try to, 
you know, fake burgers or fake this and yeah, just, no, just eat the real stuff and do, and, and do it right. You know, she, uh, yeah. you know, we, we were, we had some family here. So over the weekend we were having a little pool party and stuff and they go, Oh, you want to get pizza? And there's this nice little craft pizza place, not too far from here. Real good stuff. So my daughter goes, you want to get gluten-free? And I'd have oh, no, you know, no, a couple please. of beers. And I said, oh, sure, get me a gluten-free. Just had beer with gluten in it. Uh, they show, <laughs> yeah, they show, they, these pizzas showed up. They were about, I don't know, probably about five inches in five diameter. Inches, like, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> 20, $21, 20, $21 each. Yeah, put some gluten in it and, and you know, it's expand some, uh, the size to about 12 inches in diameter, 15 inches, and I'll take it. With but, some, uh, with some, but you're in, and coated with the five-inch pizza coated with veggie burger and soy. <laughs> it did, man. It was crazy. I said, you know, because I don't, have, I don't have a gluten problem, but uh, and she doesn't either. But it's just, you know, she's uh, everybody's into this gluten thing and it's like whatever okay i'll try that but i, I didn't know they were going to cut half the pizza out well this is good stuff if you have a, a cheap evening i think or like jim did a cheap morning that's even great that's even better because you get to work it off the rest of the day yeah right but you, yeah. you know um that these are the kind of things save your pasta yeah or for the cheap evening friday is a great for me, I always love Friday. You know, start the yeah. weekend. Yeah, let's me go. too. Let's hit, a re- let's hit a restaurant. Everything. Let you your want. hair down. Relax. Let's go. Well, We're you're right, you know, Marty. You mentioned that it's a, a psychological thing. Yes. Every Saturday was like Christmas. It was like exactly, mm-hmm. and yeah, it kept and, and it kept you on track on Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday morning. Right when you break. Those are the those are the times you break the diet. Right. And, but, and you have permission to do it. That's what helps you. Yes, yes. And you, and you, and oh, tell me, tell me about this, Jim. Remember how you're sculpting what you're going to have? <laughs> the plan. You're planning. You're planning ahead. All right. All right. We're going to go to Armelino's. Okay. <laughs> let's see. Now I'm going to start with the shrimp cocktail. No, 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 no. The, mu- the muscles, the muscles for that. Yeah, okay. Start with that. Okay. Now we, we got to get the Fontina cheese pizza yeah okay right with the pepperoni no no not the pepperoni oh and then the lobster friday abla for three you know the serving for three that's for me lobster friday abla for three oh oh and then they've got that flan cheesecake okay gotta get that uh what kind of wine does stacy like you know and you're sculpting the whole thing and it keeps you from eating the ice cream right on saturday because there's no break Right. It's just eternity facing you, right? So it's a huge, for me, it was always a, uh, and you get reinvigorated by it. I always got a little energy burst off that, that big meal, you know? It's like all of a sudden you are stuffing a bunch of glycogen back in your system, right? And the one thing about doing that is, you know, you, when you're deep in ketosis, this is what I found, the pumps were almost non-existent. And part of the no. bodybuilding stuff is the way you feel, you know, with that exactly. pump when you got in your arms and chest. Yeah. And so when you'd have that day, then you'd have a pump, you know, sort of till Tuesday, Wednesday, and, until you started to get back into ketosis. You know? uh, well, I think John Perillo pointed it out pretty, pretty uh, coolly when he said, if you notice about uh, the guys in ketosis, they can't gain muscle size. No, I, I would definitely not. I mean, I don't think you can eat enough. I think you need. Well, the- you don't have any glycogen in your system. You how, 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 well, you, you can't gain muscle without glycogen. Yeah, I agree. It's like a physiologic impossibility. 
right? Yeah, that's the fuel for, for, yes, the amino acid is critical. You've got to have that, but that's almost like almost more restorative. To grow larger muscles, you've got to have some glycogen in your body. And, you know, that's why you see guys like Kevin LeBron, even though he's in competition mode. We heard that Kevin was eating, I don't know, what was it, a, a, a pound of flounder six times a day. That was his competition diet. <clears throat> but before weight training, he would eat a half a pound of raw pasta, like spaghetti noodles. Right. Yeah. And just before the trip, but then again, he was what, crushing it for what, two and a half hours, Jim? Yeah, and he was, you know, and, and, and all, with those flounder meals was a cup or two of rice also. You know, right. so he was taking in some carbs, man. Yeah. Uh, but his protein was probably what six hundred grams. I mean, it was all. Oh, well, you could imagine. Could you imagine the bill on that at the end of each week? It's like six times six, thirty-six, forty-two flounder meals. I mean, my God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we don't really even know if he needed six hundred grams, right? I mean, but you work to work for him. Look at him. I mean, obviously, just to cover his bases, it worked, right? It, well, no, I don't know, man. If I think at that level, it obviously it worked for him. Well, obviously, yeah. But. You know what I mean? Um, he was doing something right. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that somebody like Kevin with – and no question, he's strong, worked his ass off. Yeah. But the the genetic – he can handle things that normal humans can't. Correct. You know, face it, like NFL yeah. players can yeah. handle. You know. Or NBA guys or whatever, you know. And he was lucky enough to find a, the sport that fitted his – his physique and his his uh, genetic strengths. Yeah, I mean, you I know, he's a <laughs> Jim. He's a heck of a bencher, isn't he? I mean, he he's on uh, YouTube. What doing four or he five does. plates for reps on the incline? I've done six for one, six hundred for Dude one. Dude is strong, I but I always enjoyed his physique. He had a hell of a physique. Loved his his arms, triceps were just phenomenal. Yeah. Well, Kevin yeah. is all about the power lifts, man. Yeah, he is yeah. not a machine guy. When he's doing those leg extensions, he's looking around and he's, you know, and then it's time to do, you know, four sets of 20 with 315. He did that when he was 53 years old, four sets of 20 with 315. And he is not. In what, in what, Jim, in what, in what? In, in the squat, in the squat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I saw him do, what, 405 for four sets of six and with in the flat bench, 455, double or triple in the incline. Was he weighing? Yeah, he's probably 245 at the time. Okay, how tall is he? He's and and you know what happened uh jp was and this is a little off the subject but he tore his pec when he first became a pro and his form every single it's like when you watch kirk bench every single rep is the same everything is in the same line yeah. you know there's no wasted movement he takes 10 minutes between those heavy sets i mean it's like he does a he basically does a powerlifting workout. When I was right. there, when he did behind the neck presses, I spotted him. It was 360 or something like 315. He did went up like a triple, and then he went down 315 for 12 or something. And uh, then he was like, okay. And Bob, the owner, was like, well, what do you mean? He goes, I think I've worked my shoulders enough. I'm good. He just picked that one exercise and worked it to death. Well, yeah, well, what's he going to do? Keep going? But he'd have to handle 40% of the poundage because he's already... Well, that's the thing. Does he need laterals after doing that? Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah really. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, I guess if you want to, you know, you've yeah. got the energy or it feels good, but is it critical? No. Yeah, so he, he's definitely, 
you know, he started off powerlifting just like, you know, a lot of guys didn't. And so he knows the benefits of the compound lifts. And well, He's naturally strong. He's naturally built to be strong. He could have very easily been a cha uh, world champion powerlifter if he'd chosen to go that route. Of course, Did he, he compete in powerlifting? <clears throat> yeah. Not really. like a bench meet. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Like if, if for whatever reason with his body and his everything, if he had decided to go into powerlifting, it would have been no problem for him to have been a world champion. Yeah. He would have well, been that's how Coleman started. That's how Arnold started. And, you know, yeah. tons of other yeah. guys, I'm sure. All those guys, Franco. They good all foundation. Some type of powerlifting, yeah. That's hey, weren't we talking about ab exercises? Yeah, yeah, well, again, you know, uh, getting back to the uh, – yeah, to the abs, it's like – it really is superfluous. I don't see a lot of people doing a lot of abs. Of course, I'm not on the commercial gym scene like like you guys are. But is, is it a, is it a still? Is it a big thing? I don't see anybody. No. I don't know. But the amount that we were talking about diet is, uh, you know, proof that you know, working the abs, if you want to sculpt the abs, it's a lot to do with your diet. It's we used to be barraged. Remember how we would used to be barraged with all those infomercials on the ab machines, like the ab buster and this, Such that, you know. Stupid ones too. You know what? And they make money. They don't, they don't do anything. You get it and you go, this is a piece of crap. But the marketing they do is just makes these companies millions and billions and they're in and out and, and onto something new. And, and, and what, what, what is their pitch? They go, with only two 14 minute workouts a week. <laughs> you can get ripped abs. Look at yeah. Johnny. Look at Johnny. Johnny, tell him, oh, with only a two five minute workouts a week, my abs went from 47 down to 31 and three weeks yeah yeah everybody wants it easy they don't want to sweat they want to take very little time if any yeah and um you know it's just a marketing okay. strategy but what keeps people coming back it's results which these machines don't produce so it's like they get it they use it for a week or two well but it's bam oh oops it doesn't they, work so on to the next but, thing but people want the myths to be true they they want to be able to lay down with the ab sizzler in front of the TV, do three sets of nine in the crunch and keep eating uh, pizza and eating ice cream and drinking beer and, okay, get ripped and get ripped. What was the earliest gimmick? You remember <laughs> that one of the earliest gimmicks out there? I'm sure Hoffman <laughs> had something to do with it. <laughs> no, no, not back that far. The thigh master. Oh, I love the thigh master. I'm talking about that, yeah. spot reducing, right? Suzanne oh, Summers yeah. is on that thing. Thigh yeah. master, man. Just a few minutes a day of slim your thighs I always liked the Joyce DeWitt better. <laughs> you know, it's like Ginger. I, I didn't see her on the commercial. Ginger and, and, and what's her name? What was Ginger? Ma Marianne and Ginger. Yeah, which one did you prefer? You prefer Marianne, you know? You, you like Joyce DeWitt better. Anyway, well, right. no, we, we, our guys. The first time I ever heard you say that. Our guys on Sunday still use the shake weight. The shake weight, yes. That yeah. Was Dude, he, they must have sold a zillion of those things. Right. They, they did. They absolutely did. As a gimmick, people just gave them out as jokes. Right? All right. Are we shake good on weight. We should Are put we... that on Iron Company, the yeah, shake you weight. Should, right? that that like to but rock. our version will weigh 50 pounds. <laughs> and knock your teeth out if you don't know what you're doing. Right. <laughs> all right are we good on abs yeah jim was talking about like alternative workout tips well i was thinking a couple things you know I, I like the fact that let's say you know if you're not training for something if you don't have to specialize 
that you change your training up. And my Marty goes on the fire trails and, and, and does all that stuff. And I do, you know, boxing, kickboxing. Well, okay, but we're shifting, we're shifting from ab work into cardio. No, I thought JP said we were done with that. Yeah, but I'm just saying that, that I'm, I'm just, just I'm, I'm telling the audience that what we're doing oh. is we're transitioning. We're saying, hey, if you do want ripped abs, what do you do? Well, one thing is you do yeah. cardio, but you don't have to do the standard cardio. And that's what Jim's talking. He's going to give you some cardio alternatives. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, a fast walk where you're including a lot of hills. I really like that. And we talked about this the other week about getting outside. I think you, for some reason, I burn more fat when I do things outside, or maybe yeah, it's man. Simple. I don't know. Oh, oh no, man. Uh, there's something to that super oxygenated air. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's right? different. It's different than being inside the YMCA with 15 other people, everybody sitting well, on an exercise bike. But right? I mean, it's hotter too in the summer, so don't, aren't you burning more calories anyway? Yes. Yeah, but I think outside? there's also some primal evolutionarily. Uh, positive thing that you get out of that and it's you know your some your of dna us. just melds with nature and melts yeah. the fat off right for some, for some of us it works for me man i think it's going to work for you jim just uh relocated to a five acre piece of property so he's gonna he's gonna regress into a primal neanderthal <laughs> living, I mean, in a, living in a tricked out teepee at the back of the property <laughs> me and Oak Ridge boy guy jim's gonna go out back and dig holes for cardio <laughs> Yeah, so then fill yeah, back up. You That's good it. exercise, That's man. Great. Like Cool Hand Luke. Splitting wood is it. I'll tell you what, that'll work your obliques. Yeah. When I do the splitting wood stuff, I do it in reps. I'll say, okay. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Two aside, two aside, two aside. Keep it balanced yeah. out. Yes. Shoveling, 100 reps. Do you have, is your uh, property have a hill? No, I, no, I don't have a hill right here, but I'm it's not. It's like far. pretty flat. It's, it's, you know, it's a little bit of an incline, but I've been doing a lot of, uh, you know, our, our buddy, Boss Rutan, who uh, is really good friends with all those special yeah. forces guys that we train. He has tapes, and I've been doing these tapes, man, 15 years, that he calls out combinations, calls out different exercises. So I've been doing that outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do 10 two-minute rounds with a minute break. Uh, one day I'll do seven three-minute rounds, the next with a one-minute break. And it's just shadow boxing out there in the heat. And since you have no neighbors, you can do it naked. Well, Marty, <laughs> I, that's my secret. That's my secret. <laughs> yeah, <I do. laughs> yeah, we'll look yeah, up. Go, we'll, we'll Google your house and see Jim out in the backyard sprawled out naked. <laughs> the, the, the drone. <laughs> the alter, you know, because you know, getting on that elliptical, of course, if you're a man, you really shouldn't use it. But if, if you get on that elliptical, you get on a trail. Uh, come on, man. Get off that thing. Get off that thing. And also, and I, th I think, yeah. Jimmy, if you strapped up with a heart rate monitor, like you put yeah. a heart rate monitor, I think you would find that you kick the hell out of that elliptical by doing that shadow boxing in terms of what do you burn? Because you're using everything. You're using your whole body. You're, you're right. twisting. You're turning. You're, you're ducking. You're, you're changing heights. You're throwing fists. You're throwing kicks. You know what I mean? And, and I think if you were to look at your heart rate when you're doing that, you go, Wow, 163. Yeah. I had no idea, right? Yeah. Four limb cardio. And you're on the elliptical and you're just spinning your little legs off and you go 123, huh? Right? So you're on it, man. Get outside. That's it. You got the property now, man. I'd be running sprints out there. I'd, I'd, yeah. set, up a, I'd set up a 40 and beat my kids but every day say hey come on out here let's run a 40 let's see who's got what oh you're so slow maybe you can beat him running backwards that would be cool max my eight-year-old has this little workout that when i'm on the deck and doing the boxing stuff he's in the yard he does five push-ups and then he does about a 
30, 35-yard sprint, and then he walks back. And he does I love that. Goes, he does like 20 sets of that, and then he hits 100 balls on the team. By that time, I'm done with my workout. We do it, you know, during the rest period. I say, good job, or, hey, man, that sucked, or whatever. Uh, you know, touch your chest. But it's a, sort of a, yeah. you know, we do it together. It's cool. Yes, you're having like a uh, spark moment mm-hmm. mini camp. Well, he also knows if I come back in after training and he's still laying in the bed, well, I'm going to freak the hell out, you know? So he's like, oh, dad, we're working out. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, don't lay your lazy ass in the bed. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, uh, you know, again, there's so many, if, if, with the good weather, there's so many alternatives. You know, I tell you, if I was a good swimmer, I, would, I think swimming would be great. I think swimming would be great exercise. First off, there's no stress, Right. Now, can you generate a, a high enough heart rate? I don't know. I'd like to find out. I bet if you're a good enough swimmer, you certainly could. Maybe if you're a bad swimmer, you generate a better heart rate. Now. Yeah. You got to move pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, well, you got a pool, man. That would be. Good. Can you can you gas yourself by swimming laps? Uh, oh, you know, I imagine you I could. Laps. Yeah. Ah. I imagine I could. Water, I man. Tried it. Water is- I, I'd be wearing that thing out if I had a pool. I'd, I'd, I'd wear it out. I would. I'd be doing. How do you laps. wear out a pool? You okay. set. You set times. You set. You, you have a, a record for how fast you can get from one side to the other. Oh, it's seven point eight seconds. Well, I'm going to beat that. And you could do it in sets and reps, man. And you could do uh, backwards. You could do well, side stroke. How big is it? Uh, the pool. I mean, I I don't know. Uh, 30 feet long, something like that. Okay. Pro- probably like 30 feet long, somewhere around there. So it's, I can get some good laps in there. Well, I'd have a PR, I'd have a PR for one lap. I'd even have a PR for 10 laps. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. And then turn it into exercise. And I'd learn how to flip off that wall. You know how they do that spin thing in the water? Bing! Yeah. Push off the wall. Well, that would be cool, man. I'd like to I think yeah. I think you could do it like you do the fan bike. You could do, yes, you know, you yes. could do upper body. You could do yes, lower yes. body. You could do backwards, forwards. Or arms oh, only or I'm going to drown. I'm not going to use my legs. Didn't Hallie and Rocky Marciano box for training in the pool? I don't know. I, I, know, I know Alexia used to do snatches. That's right. He used to do snatches and cleans yeah. in a pool, throw a barbell in the bottom of a swimming pool and do cleans. Yeah, Why is that though? What would that do? Just have it, it increase. He had, he had to increase his vo- velocity. It forced him to increase his velocity. It made him faster. So <laughs> when he got out of the pool and did it, he said, this feels like nothing. It feels like this is just air. Hmm. <laughs> Remember when he first came out with on the Sports Illustrated, I was like, wow, that's a belly, man. Yeah, oh my God. That, that, yeah, he... He kind of ruined it. And the best guy was Pissarinko, man. He looked incredible. He looked, he looked so good. good. Oh, he looked great. Well, so did, uh, who's that? Riger, right? Oh, David Riger did. Yeah, Riger. He was, uh, he was a midget compared to Pissarinko. Pissarinko was on five, Pissarinko was 5'10 and 270. And he cleaned and jerked the second highest weight of all time. Still stands to this day, 5'88. Imagine. <clears throat> incredible. And, you know, and that was like in 1980. And we're like, well, 600 is just around the corner. Yeah. And now we're 40 years later and no one's broken 600. It's like, you know, we're really? out. Yeah, no one's broken 600. Yeah. No, no one's broken uh, Taranenko's oh, old record. We're topped yeah. out as humans. But anyway, getting back <laughs> to abs, uh, get some cardio going. And really, the, uh, you can get ripped on just diet. 
if you're strict enough, you know, I mean, you, it's possible. We prefer, it's much more effective and smarter to combine intense exercise with smart dieting. That's ideal. But you can get, you can lose your body fat just by which, what fuel you put in your body. Great. Yeah. And, and I mean, if you're already doing deadlifts and squats and all that, and you start to dieting up and doing a little bit of cardio, you're going to see some abs under there that you never knew you had. And you can drop, if you're doing 30 minutes of abs, just let it go, man. Yeah. Give it a chance. See what happens. Redirect that recovered training time to some outdoor cardio. Yep. That's right. In an ab wheel. Get an ab yeah, wheel. If you're not uh, doing, Cassidy used to do ab wheel wearing a 50 pound vest. That's brutal. Oh god. You know what? Uh, those ab wheels are awesome. And you know, I've been using the suspension trainer a lot. And when you're sprawled yeah. out doing a, a chest press, I'll tell you what, you're working your abs. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. You're always no. working your abs. Or, or when, or when you do that uh, hamstring pull-in thing on the cross core, you mm-hmm. work your abs there too, buddy. Yep, it's you do. I just did those this morning. Mm-hmm. I got the best leg workout this morning. Not to get off on a whole leg workout thing, but I, man, I did two sets of split squats for 15 reps. I got a weight belt tied around me with a, uh, what is it, a 48 kilogram kettlebell. Was it 48? Uh, no, not 48, uh, 20, 24 kilogram. And so I got it on, on my weight belt and I'm doing these split squats, man. I was doing just nice and slow, you know, pause, yeah. grind speed. Deep, 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 deep. That's the whole yeah. thing. Touch, touch a rear knee. And then I did, I did two of those. I was blown away after that. Yeah. Two sets yeah. for quads. And, and, I had this, and your legs are shaking. And your legs are shaking. Yeah. And, and got, then, that's uh, it. That's it. <laughs> and then I did two sets of the uh, leg curls like you're yes. talking about on the suspension trainer, planking and driving the hips up as you bring the the feet in and I was using a 35 pound weight plate. So I set it on me and I'm holding it there while I'm driving up and, yeah, and curling in. Uh, where do you put that on your, on your stomach? Yeah, you do. You, you have to put it like towards your hips and hold it there. Okay. And, That's and cool. Plank. I didn't think yeah. of that. That's how you and make it heavier. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I'm, okay. I'm getting, you know, I'm getting to where I'm doing too many reps with just my body weight. That's, that's, that's good, JP. I never thought of that. To put a plate on or a kettlebell or whatever. And just Anything. Just hold, it's easy to hold. What, what we're know? talking about, Jim, is that on the, uh, the cross-core device, mm-hmm. you can lay on the ground and you yeah. hook, hook your heels right. into the handle, like extend it. Yeah. And you, then you, you curl your hamstrings in toward you as you plank up. So only your shoulder blades are on the floor. Right. And your hamstrings have pulled and it's the most intense hamstring exercise. It cramps the hell out of them on every rep. And what he's done is now he's taken a 35 pound plate and put it on his already pretty, let's face it, massive torso, right? (laughs) To create more resistance. Like, Oh, okay. That's cool. I never thought of that. So, and you can, you, I think it's better than the leg curl machine. I know it is, man. I'll tell yeah. you what, my, I like my hamstrings on fire and you can alternate the width on your heels as you, yes. you know, if, if from the starting position all the way through the execution of the, of the curl, you, you mean keep out, them in. Out and in. You, yeah. I like to keep them in cause I try to work the, the outer hamstring. Um, 
and you can work the, the inner as well. But I was really hitting the inner on my split squats this morning. So I was, so what, I did that. And then what David Weck taught us to think about is don't think so much about inner and outer. Think about low insertion point and high insertion point. And the high insertion point, Jim, is where they say that the, that the top elite sprinters have all their strength. So we try to find hamstring exercise. Uh, most hamstrings exercise uh, activate the lower insertion point down by the knee. Right. So the, you want to try to work on exercises that, that hamstring exercise that gets you up right where they tie into the glute. That, that's where the, the runners develop the sprint power. Right. So, yeah, good stuff, real good stuff. And, and you do that like on a line leg curl, the way that you do that at the very, very end, you lift your knees up off the pad, right? You've already done the leg curl, right? You pulled it up as high as you can. And then at that point, you lift your knees up as high as you can, right off the bench. And that puts the, it puts the cramp right in the upper insertion point. Now, that, there's a hamstring tip for you on ab day. There you go. Love it. There you go. All right. Good deal. Roger yeah, that was great. All right. Uh, check out Marty's weekly column, Raw with Marty Gallagher at ironcompany.com. Also pick up one of his books, Purposeful Primitive or Strong Medicine. You can find them on there. Uh, visit Iron Company for all your gym equipment and flooring needs. We've got power bars, Olympic bars, bumper plates, uh, you know, equipment mats, anything you need for your garage gym, commercial gym. Uh, will help you out. Um, and then finally, we've got new Jim Steele articles. He just sent me one today. So we're going to have that it on, up. What's it on this week? One and done. Picking one extra yeah. time <laughs> and working the hell out of it. Yeah. Yeah. it. yeah. He even sent me some good pictures this time. Oh, wow. God. Okay. I didn't even Marty have didn't to send ask. you pictures. Marty does this guy's not almost pictures. a professional now. No, no. <laughs> no, no, try not to do pictures. So, uh, well, I always, I always tell him, I go, get some pictures of you squatting or doing dips or whatever and send them to me because I like to put his art, his uh, images in his articles, you know, because he's always at the gym doing something or working out in the garage or whatever. So, um, so we'll have, Jim, we'll have your new article up here probably next week. Great. Great. Put that out. And then you've got a website. It's Bass Barbell, Bass with one S, BassBarbell.com. Yep. Uh, for training and motivation and programs and hunting stuff and uh, what else? What else? Anything you got I'm pissed on? off about? Anything I'm? Anything that's anything you? Yeah. Well, you're always <laughs> we, pissed off, so yeah, yeah you're always right. putting up new content. <laughs> Yo, I had to go. <laughs> Some we can't put up. Yeah, there's stuff. I'm just like that's going to be a blog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Good deal. Thank you very much. All right, guys. Thank you, boys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.